0: Hey everybody! I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple: the podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way, so that you'll be better equipped to amplify your positive impact as a difference maker in any area in your life. We'll cover a variety of topics related to authenticity. We'll hear stories of how authentic leaders came to be who they are. And we will create a platform for you to submit questions you would like us to address on all the different topics we talk about here and in my books. What's uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley. I am always excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. Welcome, Haley, another episode.
1: Here we are, another episode. And we're getting into uh, your busy time of year. Uh, I was talking to mom and she was just saying how how busy your, your fall schedule is turning out to be.
0: It is. And I'm always a little more comfortable being busy than not being been. busy. You I always don't. Yeah. And it's partly because I have a difficult time being still. Mm. And I have a difficult time not being productive because my identity is tied up in bringing value to people and staying busy. It's like, if if you and I went to a cocktail party and and people asked me, how are you? The worst thing I could say would be, I'm not very busy. You know, it's, (laughs) it's not a badge of honor to say that I'm not very busy. So even when I'm not busy, I have had a tendency to say, oh, I'm really busy and i'm just busy just being busy and sometimes it's not really a useful busy so whenever anybody asks it tells me that they're busy i have learned something and that is to ask them is it a good busy mm. and the world can't answer that question you have to go inside and say is it a good busy so there is a an escaping busy And there's a fulfilling busy. And maybe that's what we can frame this conversation to be about today. What what does busyness mean to you? And what would inspire you to want to talk about busyness for half an hour?
1: Well, it's funny because you, ever since I've known you, like, well, been perceptive enough. Okay, granted. Okay, I take that back. I've known you my whole life. But ever since I've been (laughs) perceptive enough to pay attention to this, try that again, um, is uh, I've noticed that like, you know you're always way happier uh when you have a full schedule you are like you're always way more um you know positive and excited and engaged and and things like that when you have a full schedule coming up um and i was just like wondering like why like why is it that in these moments of calm and stillness why is it hard for you to like to find the same joy that you get when you're feeling fulfilled and busy
0: well, this is a very good question. And part of it is that I feel called in my work and I feel fulfilled when I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And part of it is I'm scared shitless <laughs> to be by myself because it's very frightening to be not busy. Um, I'm there, There's an insecure side that comes up. You know, if I can look at my mood swings over the course of a year, my work always goes down in the summer, and so does my mood go down. Now, I've learned to balance it, and I've learned to find, uh, be aware of it, and know that it's coming, but I have to be careful that I don't just stay busy doing useless things just to avoid being still and it's one of the reasons why i have a difficult time retiring or thinking about retiring because i get scared because what if, what am i what if i face this void in my life which is likely something that i need to face but it's a balance for me between respecting my nature and honoring my nature which is i like to be fulfilled i love my work i love having projects but i have to balance that with how much of that becomes an escape from being with myself can you relate to any of this
1: i do um it's really funny because it's a conversation that i had a lot with you know aj my husband this past summer so being teachers we have the summers off obviously um and when he had his heart attack and all of a sudden now we have a summer of nothing. Um nothing going on. I threw myself into projects and it made me feel really good and it became kind of a point of like never contention. We never we don't fight. We're we're really happy. Things are wonderful, right? But you know like where I'm, you know, going to the thrift store and buying furniture and then f- fixing the furniture for our house or I'm moving things around the house or I'm organizing the closet or I'm plowing through books or, you know, what have you. Right. And, and he was always, why can't you just like, why do we have to do anything today? Why don't you just sit down on the couch? Why don't you just, just be, just be for today. And I'm like, I can not Um, and, you know, we, we kind of had this point where I was like, you know, is this is this a, you know, insecurity in me that, you know, following in your footsteps that I'm like, you know, I cannot not be busy. I got to be doing something and feeling accomplished. Is this just who I am that I can feel like I'm checking things off my list? Um Is this, you know, wanting that external validation of like, oh, my gosh, look at all these things I did look at all this stuff I got done. Is this me trying to avoid thinking about the fact that, you know, he almost died this summer. It's a way I was kind of like hiding and escaping in this busyness. Um, I do know that like previously, like, especially like university years and early in my career, I did do better doing being busy. Um, But now I'm realizing that like, you know, what's more important to me than busyness is a routine. And so if I can keep my routine going, Um, you know, and there's a few things on that list that are really important to me, you know, like, you know, getting exercise in and, and, you know, getting outside and things like that. Um, and if I can get that in, that's way more important to me than the busyness. Um, and I've, I've, I've gotten to be a lot more accepting of, of just being not even doing nothing. It's not that it's, it's not doing nothing. It's, it's just being, and and not being so productivity focused.
0: You see there is a phenomenon where it's 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 good to keep busy there's a productive side but it goes past the line yeah where it becomes escape there is a phenomenon when uh and i see this over the years where where people are grieving uh let's suppose they lost a spouse or or a significant relationship in their life and the next thing you know within a week they're back to work and foisting themselves into busyness and they've never been more productive. And then about a year later, they crash. Um, because they've been using the busyness. As an escape now, at the same time, if you just sit home and. and I'm going to say mope, which is different than grieving, but if you sit home and just lie on the couch that is also an escape. So somewhere in there, there's a sweet spot of fulfillment where you're you're busy, but it's a good busy because it's fulfilling, but that you also balance it off with being. Because if we're not careful, we can become human doings. And I just think it's important to reflect on this and to ask ourselves in the midst of busyness, It is a badge of honor to say that we're busy. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing for any of us who live in this postmodern society who value, who who identifies with production. It's not easy for us to say that we're not busy Mm -hmm. because it inherently with that is inferred there's something wrong with us if we say that we're not busy.
1: And it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, this, this competitiveness that comes from busy too, right? Like I think about how many conversations I've had in my life where it becomes a, you know, for lack of a better word, a pissing match about who is the the, who's the busiest, you know? Oh, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy for that. My kids are whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. Oh my God. I stayed up really late last night getting this done. And I see it with my students as young as high school, you know, with these kids that are like, Oh, like, oh, you couldn't get that done? Well, I had this, 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 and this last night and I still got it done, ha ha. Where it becomes this like competition about, it's funny though, because it's not, it's it's busyness in terms of like number of activities, right? It's not in terms of necessarily what you're doing necessarily. It's just like the tick boxing of like how many activities you have done, right? And it's, I, you know, I got a lot of insight from AJ, um, because he is see's nothing wrong with sitting down and playing a video game for, you know, the day. He'll take breaks, you know, he'll he'll go for walks, whatever, he'll take breaks. But for him, that is productive because he's able to be meet, like like purposeful with his time. He's thoughtful about like the story and the game that he's playing. It's entertaining. Um, it makes him feel good. Um, and it's fulfilling to him cause he's, you know, being very, very conscious of what he's spending his time on. Right. And, and it's funny, like I'm starting to, to gain a greater appreciation for that because that used to be something that I'd be like, oh, that's a waste of time. Why are you spending hours doing this? But it makes him happy. Uh, it's a little bit like, it's, it's really no different than getting lost in a book right and it's you know it's it's engaging his brain it's it's a little bit of an escape he doesn't do it every day by any means right he takes breaks you know he still you know prioritizes fitness and getting outside and whatever right but for him that's a really um thoughtful use of his time and i think that's the difference i think between you know i think that's really truly what like authentic productivity is right it's being thoughtful about how you're spending your time Right. And so if you're just filling the day with things because you're not to avoid other things, if you're just filling them to tick a box or you're just filling them to post about it online or, or, you know, that kind of thing, that's, that's not doing it for you. It's not being thoughtful or purposeful about it. It's doing it for external validation. It's doing it for other people. It's doing it for reasons that aren't purposeful and thoughtful. So, so maybe that's the difference.
0: But one could argue that playing, sitting and playing a video game is still busy. Right. It may not be necessarily "quote unquote" productive, but it's busy. I'm taking a very fascinating course now from one of my mentors, uh, Cal Newport, and it's called Deep Work. Hmm. And he he's a computer uh, scientist, teaches at Georgetown University, and his argument is that we have created these devices, and we have no longer any time. I'm going to share with you a quote from the course and um, I hope I can find it here. Um, What he said is this, it's easy to miss the fact that new technologies have enabled us to perform a truly audacious social experiment by investing tens of billions of dollars to create a worldwide ubiquitous wireless Internet grid, and then developing the smartphone devices that can connect us to this grid whenever we are, wherever we are, and then on the back end, deploying massive server farms that deploy machine learning algorithms to deliver to our phones over these connections content perfectly selected to capture our attention in a pleasing way in any given moment. We have made it possible for the first time in human history to banish any moment in which we are just observing the world around us with our own thoughts or company.
1: You know, I, I, I really relate to that because I think about how often I get sitting on my phone and for, for extended amounts of time and it feels gross. It feels awful. Even though I'm on my phone, I might be answering emails. I might be doing work related things, It doesn't feel like, it it just seems like such, like it's an additional demand on my time. And it was really interesting. I saw this, 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 this article and I was just trying to find it. I I couldn't find it. Um, But how, what's so fascinating is that, you know, we should be celebrating technology because it can do so much more for us. And in an ideal utopia, it would actually make us work less because our productivity is increasing because now we're passing off a lot of the work that would normally take humans to do onto technology and yet we're still in such a productivity driven world that instead all we're doing is we're just working twice as hard and expecting double the output right and so you know when we have all these beautiful technology and things like that and and, and what we should be doing is having our work our our you know we should be having a four day work week right? Why not, right? Why are, why is our work week still as long as it is when we have this technology that should be liberating us, right? Like I look at these, these writers and novelists from a hundred years ago who imagine a future with fewer work hours in, in, in the week, right? Because of how much better technology is that it can help serve us and liberate us and give us more leisure time, right? And yet that hasn't happened. If anything, we're working more hours per week. Because now there's no division between, um, you know, leisure time and work time, right? You know, we're, we're so accessible on our phones by email constantly, right? Um, you know, we're, we're expected to be tuned in and plugged in all the time, right? And, you know, even if you're not necessarily doing work, you know, the, the computer is demanding our attention, our phones are demanding our attention, and we're not just being, right and so it's it's going to be a really i know there is still a big push to to try to get um you know a four-day work week implemented and i know it's going to take a lot of work to be able to get there Um, but there's so much resistance to allowing technology to, to take on that productivity so we don't have to so that we can instead embrace that leisure time
0: well there's there's we're really talking about two things here we're talking about how do you fill space in your life? Because ultimately we could create a four day work week, but what are you going to do with those three days? Are we going to be on our devices for three days? um, Distracting ourselves from listening to our own thought and our own. Are we going to get,
1: are we going to get a second job to fill it those three days so that we just stay the same amount of busy
0: (laughs) and we just make to make more money. Uh, so there's that aspect of just being comfortable with ourselves. And then the other aspect is, are we just working for the sake of working? Yeah. And how much of that is escaping? And I and I think I'm trying to be more mindful the, where I create space in my life. And I don't just fill it with distraction. And busyness is just potentially one of the distractions. Am I, you know, why am I turning on my device? Why am I going to work? Because it's easier to go to work than it is to, than it is to find something else that's fulfilling in my life. Am I just going to work to escape the discomfort of not going to work? Um, Because that's what I do by default and have done for many years. And so just to start, I think that's the message we wanna leave with our listeners is to be mindful and conscious of why we're filling the spaces in our life
1: how are you being mindful what does that actually look like to you dad like on a practical level what does that look like
0: well what it looks like is when i say i'm going to work okay i gotta get to, i gotta get to work it's stopping and it's asking myself Am I creating space? Do I really need to go to work this afternoon? Or do I need to just stay home and enjoy the relationship with your mother and have us go for a walk? For example, um, she likes to go for a walk at noon. And my typical response is, oh, I'm too busy to go to take an hour to go with the dogs. I, I take them in the morning and that's enough. But it's stopping and saying, do I really believe that? Do I really believe that I'm too busy? And is that true that I'm too busy? Or am I just using as an excuse because I'm lazy? I'm going to tell you, busyness can be a form of laziness. It's actually takes some work to develop a habit of going for a walk every day. And just being together whether you have a, a, a meaningful conversation or we don't. So it's it's starting to ask the question, what is the truth about my life today? And it's it's carving out space to say, do I really need to be so busy? When I stop at the beginning of a week and plan out my week, it's creating space. It's creating rest notes in the music of my life. And if we don't consciously do it, life will happen. I remember when my brother was dying and I had every Thursday with my brother and I left all the technology at home and I just hung out with him. And it was it was very uncomfortable at times. I didn't know, you know, he had dysphagia, he couldn't speak. And I I didn't know what to say to him. And there was this sense of a void, but it was probably one of the best three years of my life these every Thursday with my brother, because it was a chance to just be, there was, you know, he didn't care how successful I was. It didn't matter how successful I was. It didn't matter how much either of us made. What, how, what, none of that mattered. All that mattered was being present in that experience, which is why I think that dying can actually awaken you to living. And then he dies and I go back to my busy life. And And this is a very useful conversation today because I need to be mindful of the choices that I make when I just automatically say I gotta go to work. And I don't know that they're any different than the choice, maybe a little different than to say, well, I got some free time, let's just play a video game. I think we can just fill up our space in our life with, with busyness, With activity so that we miss the connection with what is really our own inner voice and our own thoughts.
1: And then I guess what is how do you quiet the busy inner thoughts too? Because I guess that's a that's another thing, right? Because I have found sometimes that even if I do make a choice to, you know, go for a walk with AJ, for example, uh, and be with him and and things like that, sometimes my brain is still thinking about work or on other things and so even though i might be physically you know there how do you make that choice to remind yourself to to be mindful like mentally too and to like mentally be there
0: well this is an ongoing process for me but it's an ongoing also practice um and meditation ultimately what you're doing is you're meditating while you're walking and you're being mindful of okay am i here or am i somewhere else And to just consciously come back to your breath and be here now because that i I just think the level of consciousness that the dogs have because that's all they do is enjoy life because they're totally present and i think if you can notice okay if you're noticing when you're walking i'm not here i'm at work and here i am at work in the woods walking but i'm not in the woods i'm at work And then when I'm at work, I'm walking in the woods and I'm not here. And if you can begin to notice when we're here and when we're not here, that is being mindful and then remind ourselves, okay, I'm going to practice just being here and then your thoughts will take you to work. Okay. I'm going to practice being here because that is the only place that life is really experienced is in the moment is in the present moment. And we, we, It's a practice for me to know to recognize that.
1: I had a I was reading an article by this woman who said the best thing she did for for mindfulness and that also consequently helped her creativity, um, was she started going on these weird walks, is what she called them. And she said she goes on a walk uh until she finds something weird and then she comes home. And she's like, Sometimes it's a quick walk, sometimes it's a little bit longer. But it really forces her to, like a dog, right, pay attention to the world around her, right, and to start looking for things, right, and to pay attention and really observe and admire and be present to everything around you, right? And it's not a very productive thing by any means. Like, it's kind of a silly, goofy thing, right, to just look for something weird. But it's done wonders, she said, for her creativity because now all of a sudden you're paying attention, right? You're doing something that, you know, is is just purely for you, right? You're, you're, you're being present. You're being mindful, right? You're not just ticking a box, right? You're going out there and you're paying attention to the world and not just pushing for more things.
0: I love that. Isn't
1: that fun? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've gone down many different roads in this very short conversation here, but it's very reflective for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful as we wrap this up, I'm, I'm grateful for the I'm grateful that we stopped today and reflected on some of these questions. They're not easy questions. They're not easy answers. But I hope that it's uh, it it's reflective for our listeners as much as it was for me.
1: It's even funny, like literally right next to my computer right now is my to-do list of all of these things that I have to get done before school starts and before my sister comes to visit. Um, and, you know, it's been nice to just sort of not think about that for the first time today. And just kind of be here and in this conversation, right? And instead of thinking like, oh my God, why am I sitting here? I need to be blah blah blah. I need to be doing this, I need to be doing this or whatever, right? And you know, to to just actually fully put that into practice.
0: Well, I hear you. And and I don't think we're saying that we want to get rid of your to-do list because no. it's fulfilling to get tasks done and to be productive. Mm-hmm. But if that's if that's how we define our life. I mean, do we want at the end of our day to be written on our headstone that we got our to-do list done? That's Mm -hmm. not what life is about.
1: No. No. So put do nothing on your to-do list.
0: (laughs) I, I believe so. I think we have to create those rest notes in the music of our life. Yeah. Because music without rest notes is just noise.
1: And all athletes need a rest day. So, it's important.
0: Stillness. Stillness. To, be, to listen to our own, to be present. To be present. So, here's a task. Here's the challenge, is next time you're in a line, and you want to automatically, well, you're waiting in a line. And you automatically want to pull out your device to avoid the feeling of, of impatience because you're waiting because you don't have control, let's just make it a pact that will resist the, the tendency to pull out our device and just sit and be present to what is around us. Because there's beauty all around us, whether we're waiting in line in the grocery store, whether we're stopped at a stop sign, whether we're out for a walk, how many times do you see people in a beautiful park and they're walking, looking at their device? Mm-hmm. Maybe what we need to do is leave those devices at home sometimes mm-hmm. and just be present to the experience of living.
1: That's what dogs do. they're It's their favorite thing because they get to go out and smell and explore and just be there, you know? So that's it's what we need like to do. More like a dog. What are you
0: thankful for, Haley?
1: uh i'm thankful for just being in this conversation and just you know being able to pause and reflect on this kind of thing and and chat about it and i know i say this every week but it really is really really productive oh excuse me um just to be able to to pause and think about you know professional and personal development about that and to be able to talk to you in all your years of wisdom about it and um yeah it's just it's really especially like you know in, in this this calm before the storm before the the fall you know, the, the calm before the fall at the end of August. It's a, it's, it's funny, AJ and I were talking about this too, about how, um, the end of the summer and the start of the fall is way more like the end of a year and the beginning of a new one than, than the end of the calendar year. Um, like the, you know, New Year's Eve and New Year's day is kind of anticlimactic in a lot of ways, like not a lot changes before and after, but when you think about how much, Of our culture and our world revolves around this schedule about like the school year starting in the fall right it's a it's a really it's a really um culturally significant uh you know time of the year so i still love the
0: fall i think my years of uh Mm -hmm. of going to school and teaching and going to university and then teaching at university i still i still love this time of year It it feels like the beginning of something new
1: definitely definitely fresh starts
0: well, thank you for enriching me and nourishing uh, my soul this afternoon. Is that, this, what are you
1: grateful for, Dad? Health? What are well, you I'm grateful
0: great- for? The, I'm grateful for the conversation. I'm grateful for the for I'm grateful for the opportunity to stop and reflect on these topics. And uh, I'm grateful for this time with you. This has made me a better person today.
1: Likewise, Dad, and we should just both be more like dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of which, Cooper lying in your arm.
1: Yep. He was a lazy guy. He's not so worried about productivity at all.
0: (laughs) Stay real, everybody.